This is episode nine of the Rise Up Mentoring podcast. Rise Up Mentoring was created to help students get the advice and encouragement they need to successfully graduate and prepare for their careers and life overall. Listen to the conversations of students and successful mentors to become the best version of you. Get the helpful advice that everyone else seems to already have and that you wish someone would have shared with you. Welcome to the new year. But in the month of January, I'm adding a new format to the lineup of podcast episodes. I will be alternating between interviews with my mentoring associates and my individual advice to our network of listeners. The topics will vary from personal opinions in response to articles I've read or recapping conversations with mentees. It is Christmas break and several students I know have recently graduated. So everyone has been talking to me about working full-time, and it made me start thinking about when some of my mentees first started interviewing for these jobs. I figured this would be a good time for me to share with all of you some advice that I believe will help you as you begin to look for internships and full-time jobs. The interview process is like going on a first date. You want to make a great first impression, so you get your hair done or get a fresh haircut, get dressed up. Make sure there's nothing in your teeth and eat the whole pack of dentine gum, hoping to make your teeth sparkle just like the commercial. When you go on a first date, you show off your best characteristics and hide the worst ones. You hold the door open for your date and you do a great job pretending to be interested in what Fufu did in the latest episode of The Housewives of Alabama. Anyway, first impressions are just as important, if not more so, during the interview process as they are when you go on a date. Here are three reminders on what to focus on during your upcoming date. Um, I mean interview. Number one, don't be desperate. Number two, focus on your best traits. And number three, don't waste time talking about your exes. Let's start with number one. Don't be desperate. Desperate isn't sexy. There is nothing appealing about someone that has no other options. Imagine telling your date, please like me. You're the only person left that hasn't told me no. They are probably going to think something about you must really be off if no one else wants you. And I don't want to waste my time finding out what it is. This is the impression that many students make when they show up to speak to recruiters. And the only reason that they can provide for why they would be interested in company X is because I really need a job. It may be true, but you need to be able to explain to potential employers why you would be a good addition to their team. You basically have two options. Do something that no one else on the team can do or do something that everyone else can do, but in your own special way. You have to be able to offer something unique. Some examples are interpersonal skills. No one can motivate a group of people like you. You bring people together and accomplish a goal because you are able to relate and understand the needs of others. Or perhaps your specialty is speed. You can get things done faster than anyone else. Keep in mind, you don't have to beat your competition by days and weeks. For example, Usain Bolt won the 100-meter race in the 2016 Olympics, and everyone knows it. But very few people can tell you the name of the guy who won the silver medal when he was less than a tenth of a second slower. Or another option is your problem-solving skills. You see solutions when everyone else sees failure. You are the office's very own Olivia Pope. Now let's talk about focusing on your best traits. E-Harmony posted an article some time ago about the seven qualities of an ideal partner. It got me thinking about what I would identify as the top three qualities of a job candidate, and these three characteristics stood out. Number one, be social. Number two, be well put together. 
And number three, be informed. Being social. Being social doesn't necessarily mean just chatting with the secretary when you first get in for the interview or the individuals that happen to be in the waiting room. But it could be something as simple as giving up your seat for a lady if the waiting room is full. Being kind, patient, and friendly with everyone that you interact with. Don't just answer the interview questions, but engage the interviewer in conversation and maybe even share a joke, if appropriate. Candidates get interviews because they're qualified, but they get hired when they fit in well with the team. Be well put together. You'll be remembered if you make a positive impression. It starts with the way you look. People are asking questions and drawing conclusions about you in the first few seconds when they first meet you without even knowing it. Does she look confident? Is she likable? Confidence. You should look your best. Wear tailored clothing or something that looks like it was made to fit you. Your confidence is always higher when you feel good in your clothing. Note to ladies, don't wear something that fits you too well. You want the interviewer to be impressed with you and not obsessed with the way you look. You want to be likable. So smile. I once told a young lady that she needed to smile more when she was working at HEB. And she thought that meant that I wanted her to smile all day long. I'm not asking you to smile all day long. I'm simply asking you to smile when you make eye contact with different individuals. Whenever you make eye contact with someone, smile. It's that simple. We don't want you walking around with a smile all day because then people are going to start thinking that you might be high. Be informed. You need to be able to answer the interview questions well. So do your homework. Women always want to know that their men are paying attention and interested in who they are. In the movie Stomp the Yard, Megan Good's character is heartbroken when she realizes her boyfriend, who is in the middle of a proposal, doesn't know her favorite color. She draws the conclusion that he's not that interested if he hasn't been paying attention to the details. But another guy who had been pursuing her knew her favorite color because he paid attention to the fact that her car was green, her favorite ring was green, and her outfits often had the color green in them. She breaks up with the guy that wasn't paying attention and starts to date the guy that was paying attention. I know this seems like it has nothing to do with interview preparation, but let me explain why it does. In the same way that Megan was advertising her favorite color without saying anything, corporations are advertising on their websites and during campus information sessions. If you tell a corporation that you want to be with them but have never attended an information session or visited their website or spoken to an employee, do you think that they will accept your proposal or move on to the next guy? And last, don't waste time talking about exes, especially if you're bitter. Even when you're asked why you want to leave your current employer, you want to communicate your reason in a positive way. Do not, I repeat, do not complain about a former manager or employer. Your response needs to come across without anger and be focused on why the company you're interviewing with would be a good fit. Most of us assume that there was only one person that was really responsible for a breakup. So you do yourself no justice if you look like someone that is an unpleasant individual because you are angry and bitter during the interview or simply impossible to please. And your ex-manager is miles away from the interview. But if nothing else, it raises a few questions about your ability to control your emotions. Instead, explain that you are looking for a new opportunity that is a better match with your interests and or passions. Or that a recent change has led to your focus areas or interests no longer being a priority for your current employer. Both answers state that you're in a situation that is no longer healthy for your career and that you want to be in control of your own future. 
You are now armed with what I believe to be the three most important pieces of advice on how to handle your next interview and make a great first impression. All that's left now is to go out and practice. Put a resume together and go visit your career center during your first week back to school to schedule a practice interview. After putting in the work, you'll be ready to join the world of professionals and start making big time money. And just for the record, I'm well aware that there is no show called The Housewives of Alabama, but I won't be surprised if that is the name they pick for the next show in the franchise. Thanks for checking out our show this week. If you want to learn more or listen to other episodes, you can go to riseupmentoring.com slash podcast. I realized that providing different usernames for the different platforms was confusing on social media. So to make it simpler for you to ask your questions or submit your ideas for future episodes, you can now find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram simply by searching for at Rise Up Mentors. If you found this episode helpful, please consider helping us spread the word by sharing our podcast on social media or writing a review for us on iTunes or wherever you find our podcast. I'm Norman Brown, and you've been listening to the Rise Up Mentoring Podcast, where we believe if you listen today, you will succeed tomorrow. Tomorrow.